Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through the episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. Hello. Well, Duncan McNeil. Hello there, twinsy. I know. <laughs> We're wearing the we same... <laughs> Go ahead. We, we did not plan this. I just want people to know. I almost wore the Delta Flyers hat and I thought, no, thank God. Otherwise, we would have been twinsies. Yeah. So. Yeah. We both have this uh, Delta Flyers official sweatshirt. You can find it at the Delta Flyers store, which has the uh, amazing cartoons and that Rebecca has made. And uh, yeah, you can access cool the store at, let me just give them that web address. You can access cool. that store at Delta Flyer, the Delta Flyers.org. Oh, that's right. Yep. We chatted a little bit last episode about possible other merch that we could go into. We said maybe boxer shorts, which would be <laughs> yes, cool. Um, yes. You vetoed jock straps, though. You said no Delta no. Flyers jock How did straps. you bring that back up two weeks in a row? We've gone there. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I just want to just ask you, what else would you do, man? What other uh, merch would you like to see besides T-shirts, hoodies, and mugs I would like and stickers? To offer on our store actual Delta Flyers shuttlecrafts, fully functioning <laughs> shuttlecrafts. If we can do that, you just imagine the the retail <laughs> price of that. <laughs> $1,565,000 for your very own shuttlecraft. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's fun. It's The merch is fun. It always uh, uh, has been fun for us to think about things we use and that we like and then uh, kind of brand it with some fun, yeah. creative, creative Delta Flyers um, logos or, or yeah. cartoons or clever, funny quotes and things like that. So, uh, yeah. Well, Robbie, I mean, we could offer the real live shuttle, but there really would only be two purchasers of this shuttle. It would be Jeff Bezos, um, Elon yes. Musk. They could buy it. Um, yes. yes. Maybe uh, Paul Allen, if he was still alive, he would have bought one for sure. Uh, Elon Musk has already got plans to go to Mars in that in that giant, uh, it's called a starship is what he calls it, I think. The something starship. Oh my gosh. He's oh got a calendar. They just did a test flight on the re-entry. Uh, I saw the video. It's kind of amazing what SpaceX is doing these days. It's just the huh. the the everything seems to be coming together with the launches that they've got and taking, you know, um, their human flights up to the space station, the International Space Station, and all kinds of things. Are it's really exciting. Wait, 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 wait. He is planning on going himself? No, so no, no, no. I don't think he's planning on going, but he's. Oh. You know, this this was really a goal and a vision that he kind of set for the company and to have mm. manned uh, space travel to Mars in his lifetime. Right. And so uh, they've got a ship that looks like it could do it or it's getting close to being tested enough that it, it'll be able to do it. So, yeah, that's crazy. It's, cra it's crazy. I don't yeah. I don't know if I would take that ticket to Mars. Trip. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm a little hesitant <laughs> on yeah. that. It depends on how long the round trip is. Like this could, I mean, it's obviously going to take a while, right? It's not going to be like a LA to New York uh, flight. It's going to be a long, many, many days is, is what I'm guessing. Oh, maybe, I would think, yeah. Maybe weeks, months. Months, to, maybe. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I've just been watching some of the launches and the re-entries and landings, and it's kind of amazing the technology, how advanced yeah. it is and what they're, uh, what they're doing. Yeah, still so, very uh, exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so this what week's is, episode is... Yeah, what is this week's episode? It's Innocence. Innocence. Or you can pronounce it a French pronunciation. Innocence. 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 I don't speak French, so... But it, you do. You know you what's the funniest we. thing? The funniest thing is it's embarrassing too. Being at conventions, Ethan Phillips, I don't think he speaks any other language other than English. He barely <laughs> speaks that. But he can imitate things so well. And so I've been in overseas conventions in places like Germany or wherever. Um, Germany comes to mind. But uh, he will start making up a language and he's so committed and does the accent so well that you're like, Oh my God, he's speaking German or he's speaking yeah. French or he's yeah. speaking Russian or he's speaking whatever <laughs> the language is, but he's not, he's just, he's making up gibberish yeah. that, that is so committed with the accent. It's, it's astounding. It's a talent that he definitely has, but sometimes I'm like, no, Johnny, don't do that. That's almost as impressive as a as a trip to Mars, really. I think it really is. Yeah, but to gibberish in a foreign language, that's not easy. No, and he just goes and goes and goes. So you're like, oh my God, well, he's going so deep. Of course he's really speaking this language, but no, he's not. None of it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Although I hope he doesn't insult people that you know he's making he's not making fun of any language. He just is such a great kind of mimic of languages and Mm -hmm. fearless in his commitment to the gibberish version so yeah that's key the fearless part of it because yeah. he, he you know he commits 100 percent. if you're not 100 percent into doing foreign gibberish you're gonna crash and burn and he yeah. doesn't it really no. <laughs> he keeps it going that life he should have done that alive. on voyager we should have landed on some planet where he they should have just let him run they should like oh i speak this alien language mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the akraterians or whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> He should have just done the gibberish version. Like, oh my God, that would have been hilarious. Oh, that would have been good. That yeah. would have been good. All right, man. So let's go watch this episode. Let's go watch and, Innocence. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited too. All right. So we will be right back after watching. Okay. So we are back from watching Innocence. 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 Um, Innocence. Season two, uh, Tuvok episode. Wow, I uh, I'm not surprised. By the way, when you and I were talking about this, uh, what I remembered was basically the big information that comes out at the end of the episode because it was the only scene that I was in where they explain what's happening. Oh. That's why I think that's why I remembered. I didn't remember much of the rest of the episode, but I I that did remember that. Um, you know, the big idea that sort of got spilled by, uh, what's her name? The, uh, what's her name? Are you talking about first prelate? Yes, first prelate. Alcia? Is that her, <laughs> That's name? her name? Yeah. Yeah. First prelate yeah. Alcia. Uh, so that makes sense. You were, you worked that day. I did. So I find That's why you. I did Remember. notice that you and I didn't come into this episode until like minute 22 or 23. I don't think you were in it at yeah. all. I know I wasn't in it. Um, but I did have good hair in this episode. I'll, I'm going <laughs> to pretty fluff. I had fluffy hair. So. <laughs> all right. 
All right, let's start off our uh, recap the same way we always do. Let's do our synopsis. Yeah, let's do our synopsis. Um, you've got the uh, the haiku. I take the limerick for this season. What is yep. uh, what is your yep. haiku this week? My haiku is: Tuvok is stranded. He must babysit Dreans, not children, old folk. <laughs> I think that covers it. I don't know why we need a limerick yeah. at this point. That, <laughs> I think done. we're done. <laughs> All right, here's your limerick. You ready? I still want to hear it. Let me hear it. Yeah, I'm ready. Limerick. On a moon where Tuvok's shuttle gets broke, there's three kids who aren't just a joke. Tuvok finally learns the truth. They aren't exactly just youth in their world. They're actually old folk. What you end yours with old folk as yeah, well? Stop. See, yeah. we're like sharing the same brain. We wore the same, the same clothing exactly. today. We ended our synopsis with the same old folk mm-hmm. phrase. There, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. Yep. Wow. Yep. Oh my goodness. Uh, teleplay, teleplay by Lisa Klink. Stories by Anthony Williams. Directed by James Conway. Jim Conway. He was a he was guy. a steady regular with us at this point. He's been in a bunch of season two yeah. episodes. And then I think Jim Conway disappears after a couple of years because he goes off to work for the spelling company, Aaron Spelling's company. And so Jim was not available to uh, direct on our show. So he was uh, season two. He was directing all the time. And then I think we'll find in, mm-hmm. in the next season or two that he's going to all of a sudden disappear. But he was uh, running. I think he was running Aaron Spelling's company. Well, yes, that sounds about right. He was one of the execs yeah. there, you know, and although he disappeared from directing Voyager, his legacy will remain because of the, the entire come on, Robbie, you know, thing exactly. uh, that will yeah. forever live on yes. and on and on. So Jim Conway is <laughs> you're the one who wants to go eat cheese. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Was that the I best you could I do? I wasn't. Really. Did you I have, another, have thought? another thought? OK. All right. So we start with the, you know, the first shot is is Tuvok is uh, attending to Ensign Bennett, yeah, who dies, and I gotta say that's probably the first person to die in a it shuttle. Was, accident, yeah, I think right? it was one of the first people. To, very few people die on our show. We don't deal with death. So the theme and the kind of the mm-hmm. the franchise, the the story area of this this episode. Yeah is set out on the table from the very first moment, the very first scene yeah. with, uh, with uh, yeah. that, uh, that crewman dying. And it was very sad. I got to say, very sad. I will say as we, as we start this episode, that this planet that they filmed this episode, uh, this planet was over on stage 17. Wasn't it? Was that the stage where we built yeah, where the caves were and we built all our so stage 17 was far away from the the sets uh we were on stage 8 and 9 right and Correct. stage eight, 8 and eight 9, and nine yes. uh, stage 8 was uh the bridge and the mess hall and mm-hmm. I think Janeway's quarter captain's, captain's ready, ready room, room briefing room and then on stage nine were all the hallways, the 
engineering, sick bay. And those were, those were the classic. Mm -hmm. That's where exactly where TNG filmed and everything. And then we had stage 17 far, far away. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I remember when they would take all of our, uh, you know, filming equipment, they would take these um, carts and sort of tie them up together and they would drive them down. Do you remember? They would sort of drive them down yeah. the, the alleys because it was far. Like, <laughs> like a cart it was caravan like, it was like is a what cart they would do. train that would go down all cart the way train. over to stage 17. Yeah. Now, stage 17 was yeah. very famous because they had filmed uh, back in the old Hollywood studio days, the big studio days, there was a, a swimming pool on that stage where they mm-hmm. did all of their swimming pool movies and things. I guess those were very popular. The swimming pool mm-hmm. was still in that stage, just underneath mm-hmm. the, the stage floor. And another thing to know about that stage where the planet you see Tuvok in, uh, there were a lot of cats in there. Do you remember this? Yeah, a lot of stray cats. A lot of stray yeah. cats, and they would live. And not the band, yeah. not the band. <laughs> And they would live in the the pool that was all the space that was underneath and they could not get rid of these cats. And so a lot of times with those planet sets like the caves or, or this kind of set, you would smell cat piss. You would smell the cat urine. Yeah. It was really disgusting and there's not much they could do. They would try, but you know, the cats, we would go home and the lights go out and the cats come out and snoop around and, um, so that's the first thing that came to mind when I saw that set was like, oh, they they built a whole planet, which we did on occasion, not often because it was a big deal mm. to build a whole planet yeah. with the sky backings and all the trees. And But that's the first thing that came to mind was stage 17, the swimming pool under the stage and the cats. Oh, and the other thing that came to mind was they would use a ton of lights a ton of lights, more lights than we normally use. And we shot on film right. back then. So they had to use a lot of light for exposure and it was hot. It would get really hot. Do you remember that on that stage? Yeah. That's the least favorite stage, Robbie. Nobody liked that stage. We didn't no, like it. Was a, it was a dirty kind of older, just it had all the planet stuff there. So that's the first thing that came to mind as the, as the episode started. Yeah. Yeah. That stage might as well have been in another yeah. zip code. It's literally, it's so far away from where we our trailers yeah. were. Stage eight and nine, hair and makeup is right there at eight and nine. Our trailers were by eight and nine, and then 17 was just this just you far, know, far away. It was a, yeah, it was a trek, a, a, a literal trek to get there. So, <laughs> I see what you did there. That um, uh, trek. <laughs> you did? Yes, this episode was interesting it kind of lulled me to sleep actually i actually fell asleep did you really that's great i did yeah. i did i it just it just kind of it was very calming listening to a vulcan babysit these I, children yeah you know supposedly i loved watching tuvok with kids i think that that's a great matchup to have tuvok and kids but i know what you mean there was something very in his voice and it was a lot of lessons being yeah. taught. And so I found myself sort of like, okay, we're hearing about a lesson, a Vulcan lesson. <laughs> Same thing. I was getting a little sleepy. Um, oh, did you? Okay. I did, right. but it was very calming. It was, there was something very comforting, I guess, about it. Um, yeah. I did enjoy Janeway's excitement talking about first contact with Chicote. I found that to be a really interesting, mm. we didn't often see that sort of, 
peek inside both of their thoughts, you know, about first contact. And first contact is such a, an important part of the Star Trek mythology. You know, it's, it's just a very important part. First contacts are always a big deal. And so to hear them actually talking about their character's feelings about first contact, not just diving in and doing it and skipping that part, but hearing about it, I thought was really interesting. And then we come to the transporter yeah. room where we meet the Drayans for the first time. Interesting. They kind of resembled the, uh, to me, they resembled the Ocompan mm-hmm. from, uh, from the pilot episode when, you know, Harry and Bolana are kind of trapped there and uh, the similar sort of color mm, clothing and that sort of uh, the Ocompans actually had this kind of mesh that draped across their nose oh, and mouth. Yeah. These guys had kind of a, a mesh that came over their yeah. entire head, right? So there was some similarity to that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they reused those, those uh, the, the wardrobe from... <laughs> from the pilot for these for these aliens it happen all the it's time possible, they would you know? recycle things over there yeah re- repurposed. repurposed yeah and, and i find it interesting they they give them a tour janeway gives these guys a tour they go to engineering it's, i think it's interesting that the first prelate alcia has these concerns about you show us your warp core are you really pre you know she's yes, you value that that's the most fishing she's fishing you can tell yeah. she's very a very kind of pious, religious, conservative, uh, you know, kind of conservative yeah. dress, the way that they cover their faces, you know, at least in, yeah. in an earth experience, most cultures that cover their faces do it out of some sort of religious tradition that's about, you know, mm-hmm. covering anything that might be showing off or, um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was very, it's very interesting to see the, uh, you know, the inspirations for some of these, these aliens, you know, like the, co- the face coverings. And, yeah. and she immediately, when she gets in the transporter room, uh, she says, uh, she, she says a blessing to Chakotay. And then Chakotay responds, right. by the way, I wrote down here, Chakotay responds with his blessing. He says, <laughs> meaning peace in your hearts, fortune in your steps. He says the spirit of his people uh, share this blessing. So, ona yeah. That's the language lesson for today. <laughs> <Kidding. laughs> I don't know if that's any language or if that's a, then maybe that's like an Ethan Phillips, uh, but on, made up <laughs> made language. Up but ona hupeznahits is uh, what Chukote says. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Okay, so I jumped the gun. So I, so you, so we're done with the yeah, transporter, transporter room, room, right? And, and then they then go, they go to, to engineering. engineering yeah. yeah, and you definitely yeah. see her. And then you can see her sort of. Yeah, like she's she's concerned. She's like she's like, wait a minute, are you showing me this first because this is what your culture values more than anything else? And then we learn that the Drayans, or at least ancient Drayans, were so preoccupied with technology that uh, their society almost self destructed mm-hmm. if it wasn't for a. Uh, an event called the Reformation. The Reformation saved them. So obviously that's something where they all threw away their cell phones or something like that, right? And they were like, mm-hmm. no, no to technology. So we learn a little bit about how pious these mm-hmm. people are, for sure, during their tour. Yeah, I thought Voyager. it was interesting, the Reformation. I thought it was interesting because yeah. usually that that tends to be like a way of describing kind of a regressive 
you know, falling back on older traditions or, you know, abandoning, which is what they did. They abandoned, you know, they recalibrated their priorities, I guess, and, and not, you know, not change and, and, and uh, modernization or, or technology in many ways, but um, going back to, you know, really doubling down on some older traditions, which I thought was interesting. So then uh, the majority of this episode is really bouncing back and forth between Tuvok and the kids and the bridge and us trying to figure Mm -hmm. out where Tuvok is, right? That seems to be the main motivation. Sort of of lost contact. The atmosphere sort of blocks out any any ability to make contact with this moon. And Mm -hmm. they didn't even know we were on the moon because we only, uh, Tuvok only told we find later, found out later, Balana and Neelix, I think, because Balana says, oh, yeah, he, he decided to go check out this moon. So he's definitely a bit yeah. out on his own there. But, um, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. We go back down to Tuvok, and he's hanging out with the kids, and Tuvok talks about Bennett's body and sort of taking care of Bennett's body, that he's put this uh, force field around the body because they really value a ceremony that honors that person's life, which I thought was very interesting. And, you know, I didn't realize it at the time, but looking back on it, just again, the themes of life and death and different perspectives about it. And Tressa talks about, the little girl talks about uh, the attendants that got them into escape pods to save these children when the the shuttle was crashing, which I thought was an interesting, an interesting word to use in this dialogue, you know, attendance, because immediately my ears perked up to that, you know, that, that the children seemed to be royal in some way, or, you know what I mean? That they had attendance. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm guessing those are the attendants that each of them had that was supposed to attend to their passing, Yeah, you know, to their release of energy, to the next consciousness mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. So, and then I guess they, they didn't make it right. Yeah. They crashed. So that was uh that was the the whole point of um, them being alone, that we find them alone. Tuvok teaches the kids how to meditate. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool, too. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, how to deal with fear. So there are a lot of lessons, actually, that Tuvok mm-hmm. gave to these these kids that that could be utilized um, in the real world now mm-hmm. for uh, for anybody. To yeah. Use, right? So I, I found the kids also mentioned the TARDIS. Did you hear that? Yeah, they no. said something about the TARDIS. And I thought that's really interesting because isn't isn't the TARDIS from the original series? Well, no, the TARDIS is actually a reference to a, a Doctor Who. Um, I could have sworn they said TARDIS. That's right. That's what it is. It's Doctor Who. What am I talking about? <laughs> yeah, not the original series. Yeah, but I heard that the I heard the word TARDIS. Maybe maybe it was a mm. different word. You know, it had to, to be a different word. I don't think I. I don't think that uh, there might be a there might be a comic book crossover of Star Trek and Doctor Who, but there's definitely not a Star Trek uh, television series crossover. We're talking Who. about the the Morak, the or Morak or whatever they called it. They were talking about that, yeah. and, and it was around that meditation scene. I could have sworn that they said something like a tar, tar Tardis or I don't know. I'd have to really. Oh. It just the word jumped out at me, yeah. but I didn't pause and rewind. So. I was like, I gotta, I gotta ask Gary okay. about that because I thought I knew that was something, but I don't watch Doctor Who, so I didn't make that connection. Um, oh, shame on you! Shame on you! 
Yeah. So yeah, he meditates with the kids, which I, I think was really wonderful. I, I thought that Lisa Klink did an amazing job in this episode with the dialogue of sort of describing for children who Vulcans are. It was a wonder. And I thought Tim Russ did a brilliant job in his mm -hmm. delivery of it. Although he was getting annoyed at the kids right around the time where he goes, oh yes, I, I control my emotions. I, you know, they're like, you don't feel anything. He's like, no, I, I wouldn't call it that. I, I control my emotions. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't in yeah. control. He was getting very annoyed, which I thought was funny. I wonder how much of that is actually Tim Russ, the human. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to Tuvok, you know, the character, because at this point in Tim Russ's life, he is a single man. He has not had a yeah. child yet. Yeah. Later, he ends up uh, having a kid in the later years of Voyager, towards the end, he, he ends up um, having a daughter. And I just think that maybe that was just Tim being kind of a new yeah. <laughs> putting, putting more of himself into that role than, than uh, the Yeah, so the, the, uh, the Drayans send a team down to the planet to look for the kids. And uh, yeah. a very close call because the kids have now told, told uh, Tuvok that um, they sent the, you know, that the, the adults sent these children there to die. They sent us here to die. They tell Tuvo, which mm -hmm. of course sounds mm -hmm. horrible that, you know, these young children in his mind who have their whole lives ahead of them are being sacrificed or killed. And for some reason, so he goes to hide them and barely escapes this, this away team from the Drayans that's trying to find them. Did you find it odd that when that team was searching for them and they're hiding in the bushes and then that one kid like starts rattling the, the foliage? It's like, what are you, I know, I know. What are you doing? Why? What? Huh? What yeah. does this mean? Hey, we're hiding, but wasn't, not really. Come wasn't find us. that kid on like, he was on an, another show, like uh, uh, the Ma Maori sisters, or I think it's... It, the, yeah, the, I think so. That kid he looks was crazy. on a sitcom or something. Family Matters, I think. I'd have to look it yeah. up, but he was uh, deaf. The Maori yeah. sisters, yeah. The twins. The twins, you and mean? I think yeah. he was. That's his older sisters, and and I think he was on that show as well. Yeah, but he looked very I, familiar I'm to me. Sure, the kids I thought were great. Mm -hmm. By the way, I thought they were awesome. Yeah, yeah. they did a good job. Yeah, Torres and Neelix come back. What a weird pairing that is. Yeah. I actually never no, see that. I was so curious about <laughs> about that arrangement, and uh, they say they found lots of yeah. polyphenite, and uh, yeah. they haven't heard from Tuvok. Uh, and again, I just want to mention Paris's hair was great on the bridge; awesome hair. Uh, <laughs> um, and I thought, you know, they get a call from this woman. Uh, what's her name? The 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 head lady with the Alcia, Alcia, yeah. first. She's an uptight mean. I wrote down. She's just an uptight mean. <laughs> I thought, you know, she's not very nice for such a pious person. She just was very sharp and mean. She got so snarky. Yeah. She really yeah, and, did. Uh, and 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 Janeway asked Balana to run, you know, run some scans or something. And she's like, "Did you find anything?" And Balana's like, "No, I can't get, find anything." And Captain says, "You know, keep keep scanning." And Palama sounded in her delivery when she goes, oh, I'll keep working on it. She sounded like, like this <laughs> exasperated teenager 
I love that. I would love to have seen Bolana a little more like, God, I'm so, oh, homework is dumb. <laughs> Fine. It was very funny. <laughs> well, speaking of Bolana, I just want to go back to the whole Bolana and Neelix combo. Yes. combo. That seems like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> because, you know, Neelix is always Mr. Morale Officer, and I can just see him like, you know, oh, so, uh, Lieutenant Torres, uh, why are you, is something upsetting you? And just, I could just see her breaking his nose like she broke Ensign uh, Lieutenant Carey's nose. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I could see mm -hmm. there being a major um, combustible oh, think, sort of Oh, I think it'd be hilarious to see an episode with those two. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, eventually we see that there's some Drayan ships heading in and Tuvok's trying to escape before it gets dark because the children keep dying in the dark, yeah. disappearing in the dark. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I got to get you off this planet before it goes turns dark. Uh, the captain yeah. asks Paris to join her. Woohoo! I got asked to do. Oh, my God. I was thinking, like, you oh, know, yeah. this, at See? this point in the series, Something's happening. I feel like there was an opportunity. I don't know. Most definitely. There was flirtation, man. You guys are sitting yeah. in the shuttle and there's that you're doing through pre-flight right? checklist. And there she is going, we don't need that time. You know, I mean, she, it was a very like, oh, look at these guys. Something I know. Happening I don't here. know why it was a little that sparky. didn't uh, go somewhere for those, you know, for those that follow the romances and things, I think, uh, uh, yeah. This was an opportunity for Paris and uh, Jane Way to maybe have some, you know, some bonding. He had really good hair this episode, so surprised that it didn't uh, lead to something. But anyway, they're yeah, they're flying exactly. down, and uh, and Tuvok's trying to take off, and there's some shuttle stuff there. You know, uh, yeah, the the Drayans kind of fire at. Uh, at Tuvok, he cannot escape the atmosphere, does not have enough power to do that, and ends up back on the planet. Hmm. Um, What'd you think of the Drayan ship, the one that's in orbit? The one that first Oh, it's kind of cool. All you mean it, what it looked it? like? I thought it looked pretty cool. You, to me, it looked like it was straight out of Star Wars. Uh, oh, really? I mean, that was such a Star Wars-y looking design ship to me. I was like, oh, wow. okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then the shuttle that you jump onto with uh, Janeway yeah. is a different looking shuttle than uh, the one that Tuvok crashes. Really? Oh, it was a yeah. little different. You're right. That one is, yeah. That one was a that mm -hmm. the one that Tuvok is crashes. It looks like that boxy tissue box looking, which is design. the old shuttle. And I think the they used that, that shuttle on yeah, the TNG. They used it on on Deep yeah. Space. Not like that yeah. shuttle was a hand me down piece of set that they never quite yeah. uh, adapted. That's why the Delta right. Flyer shuttle was even yeah. created. Yes, but the one that mm -hmm. you jump onto with Janeway kind of looks like the Delta Flyer. And so I was doing a double take going, wait a minute, Delta Flyer is not no. even created yet. No. Right? So why does that one look so sleek compared to- It did look- You know, the well, old boxy, the, that was like the Volvo of shuttles. Well, because the, the one the, that the Tuvok one that, crashed. Boxy the one and that Tuvok was in- uh, was an old set and they just didn't want to spend the money to build a new sleeker shuttle because you got to build the whole exterior. It's a very, yeah. it's a very expensive set piece to build. And they just wanted, it was saved them you. a ton of money just to repaint it and keep the old, the shell of the old shuttle that was 10 years old at this point or more.
Well, if I had a time machine, I'd go back in time and I'd take some of my paychecks and say, here, go build go a build better it. shuttle. <laughs> and, <laughs> go build a sleeker, nicer looking shuttle. But the one that you jump on with Janeway is sleeker. You it, do it agree, was right? Sleeker, it didn't yes. look the same. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, we also skipped yeah. one thing. Um, down on the planet, Tuvok sings. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I did skip that. I love that singing. I loved it. I made a note of that. Oh my god! Tuvok sings. I've completely forgot about he, that. I, I wish Tuvok did a lot more singing on the show. I really think that's yeah. He should have. He should have. You know, he should just sing when I he's love on the his bridge. His voice when feels at tactical. Uh, I know Tim can really belt out like a an R and B song or a rock, you know, rock song with his band. He can he can sing all kinds of styles, but to sing with the quality of voice he had for Tuvok was the perfect voice. It was the perfect sort of magical, you know, um, vibrato in the voice. It was just very, yeah. yeah, it was great. It was great. I wish he had. Yeah, he has He has talent. Yeah. That's for sure. I wish Tuvok had sung and more of these Vulcan tales on the ship. You know, it would have been, it would have been a really lovely thing to see. I don't think he ever did it again, but I, who knows, maybe he did, but I, I can't recall it. <laughs> but what if he just sang while he was on the bridge? Yeah. Like if Janeway was like, status report, Mr. Tuvok. And he was like, I detect an anomaly <laughs> to the starboard side. Or something nice. like that. That, that would be been nice. Uh... Okay, continue. Well, so, story. yeah, What's we, uh, you know, there's a lot of like shuttle escaping and Paris and Janeway trying to get to him. And they just can't quite connect. They can't get uh, transporters through. The Dreans are really trying to keep them uh, from escaping with with Tressa, and eventually Tuvok has to land, and uh, and so we see them back on the planet surface, the failed escape, and the aliens come face to face with the Voyager crew, with Tuvok and Tressa, and Janeway and Paris with his great hair, and yeah. Paris's hair. And this is the big reveal scene. This is the one where I, you know, uh, like I said, that that uh, that that Netflix, you know, um, synopsis triggered something. Yeah. I did remember that the kids were old, not not young. So this is where the characters all learn it. We realize the aging process is going backwards, and that Tressa is really near the end of her life. She's actually ninety six years old. I, th I thought it was great. I thought it was a really great scene i mean it was a lot of explaining you know there was i i feel like if if i had one criticism of this episode generally it would be that there's a lot yeah. of sort of explaining of our sci-fi ideas and explaining of our vulcan mm -hmm. culture and i would have liked to have seen a little more doing like things mm -hmm. happening you know it was fun to watch tuvok deal with children because that was just fun to watch but if this I guess what I would say is if this, as we learn in this final scene, if this uh, big sci-fi idea is that the aging process works backwards and that these children were really almost like very old people, very old humans with some, some version yeah. of dementia, some version of, you know, they, because they didn't know that they were old. They were acting like children. There's so much rich, human experience to explore there. I wish we had seen more of that. Yes. And and I wish we had seen it and known that that's what we're seeing. Even if that had not been known by Tuvok, for example, 
if Tuvok was stuck down there and the Alcia lady had said to Janeway much earlier that, you know, we age backwards and uh, this planet is sacred because that's where as we age and, and, and become innocent again, become innocent children in many ways, that we return to this planet uh, in our old age, but we appear like we're children. If the audience had known that, and then you go to see Tuvok dealing with the kids, but he doesn't know it. That could have been an interesting, mm -hmm. I think we could have gotten more into actually seeing how dementia might play out or aging where, where the mind and memories and things kind of yeah. fall away and the innocence, like they say in the, in the explanation that, you know, near the end of life, that they sort of embody pure innocence. They return to their childhood mm -hmm. place of pure innocence. Um, I think it could have been interesting if we had known that as the audience, but we sort of find it out in this final scene where everything is sort of explained. So it's dramatically not yeah. very satisfying to me. But still right. a cool idea. It's just a lot yeah. of exposition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear you. What's your my theme? My theme. Uh, my theme was, this might be stretching it a little bit, but my theme, my takeaway, my lesson, let's call it a lesson more than a theme, wasn't just about death or dementia or any of those issues or aging backwards. It was about people whose perceptions and perspectives are polar opposite. You know, Tuvok thought these were young, innocent children at the beginning of their life. And the other race knew that they were, they were old people at the end of their life. So my theme, my lesson is, even with people who have polar opposite experiences to us, that if we dig a little deeper, we can see that things are true for both of us. Things that connect us can be true for both of us. So if, you know, I think once Janeway and Tuvok learned that, oh, You've, you've, your aging process works backwards. We just have to flip our thinking, but we still can understand what's going on now. Um, that's mm -hmm. the lesson to me is, you know, a reminder that when I think someone is maybe a polar opposite is doing something insane and absolutely the opposite of what I would do is to maybe look a little deeper at their perspective and, and their reasons, because maybe there's more that can connect us than I realize on the surface long long-winded way of a, a theme or a lesson but that's what i took away from it mm. what did you have a theme mm, it was hard for me to figure yeah. that one out it really was i mean i would just part of it was like strive to communicate with transparency yeah. <laughs> because if prelate i'll see it just sit off the bat these aren't kids these are our adult you know or old people then then maybe there wouldn't have been all this. There's so much drama over just people being, um, I don't want to say like people being deceptive, but people not sharing information yeah. is what yeah. it was, you know? And that, that I think has to do with how they went, they, they chose the, the Dreans chose to isolate yeah. themselves because of all the, 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 the issues they had with technology in the past. And they, they became basically more you know, it became Amish. They were like, nope, we're just going to do our own thing. We're not going to interact with other races or other alien species. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, that's bad. Technology's bad. Everything's bad, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just, you, you take it to the extreme. So really the overall theme is moderation is key, yeah. you know, everything in moderation. You know, yeah. That's it. That's what you need I like to learn. That. On, on um, a scale of one to 10, what would you give this episode? <laughs> 
I'd probably give it a, I'd give it about a yeah. six, maybe, maybe seven. I mean, it's a good, it's a good character development episode. It's a really, you know, you get to see some. I, stuff. Yeah, I think, I think Tim Russ did not have enough to do in this series as a whole, so I was really happy yeah. to see him uh, have a big episode like this. Yeah. And I really uh, yeah. connected ultimately to the themes and the and the ideas of the episode. But I, I'll say, I probably give it a four. I probably give okay. it a four out of ten. Right. It. it, so, it it was not dramatically compelling. It was intellectually interesting, but I mm-hmm. could have read a, tre- a you know treatise yeah. on that. I could have read some essay right. about those ideas yeah. and been yeah. equally as enlightened to some of the ideas. What I what I what I really mm-hmm. wish it had had was more drama, more real drama playing out. You know that characters yeah. have to accomplish something and they don't accomplish it, and that, that drives them to even more extremes or you know or things that they don't know that they act anyway there's all kinds of ways to create drama that's that's actually happening and not just uh, talk about it so i'd give it a four yeah but for okay but for a show uh that has nine series regulars and we are arguably the largest series regular cast of all you know compared to tos next generation ds9 enterprise any Star Trek show, we have the most really? series regulars. I feel like DS9 always, had yes. a bigger, even though they may not have been series regulars, they had so many recurring characters. They had a lot of yeah. recurring. They, they did. But in terms of series regulars, when you take a photo at the beginning of the year, the cast photo, we got the most. We have nine, mm-hmm. you know. So um, it's just, it's very difficult to do justice um, character development wise, when you have that yeah. many people and the limited amount of episodes yeah, per season. True. So anytime you have an episode that sort of lends towards one guy, knowing a little yeah. bit more about one specific character, the fans are, are, yeah. are happy about that, you know, and me being a fan of, of sci-fi and of Star Trek, I am happy to see a little something. I am too. I am too. I, 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 yeah. And that's yeah. why I led with that. Cause I was really happy to see that, but as a, as a dramatically satisfying episode of television, it was a little below average to me. Well, you wanted to see more yeah. doing than yeah. saying or, or than explaining. explaining. There was a lot of right? explaining. So that's, and that's, <laughs> yeah. Right. There's a lot of explaining. And a lot of times, you know, that, that seems to be the, not the cop out, but the easier road traveled is to just sit there and throw the exposition out. And this is why this is happening yeah. because we will tell there you. There was. That. We won't show you. Do we you remember? You that, I think yeah. this was, was this when we were doing Voyager. There was a TV show on Fox called Space Above and Beyond. Do you remember yes. that series? Yes. I didn't, I didn't I really do. watch it. But when we were doing, I think it was early in Voyager, Fox had the show Space Above and Beyond. I don't think it ran for more than a season, maybe. One, One season. season. I loved it. I oh, watched really? all it was the a lot of young people, right? And a lot of action. Yeah. And um, yes, one of the things I heard and never saw this, but they did an episode that had no dialogue until like the very end or something. Whoa. And the way, I the do way it was described is yeah. it was basically a silent episode that they had to do this and do that and do this. And at the very end, there might have been a couple of lines where they finally spoke. Mm. And I, I, love, I love that, that idea, idea too, because what that does is it forces you to do you can't rely on any character going, well, let me explain to you for a couple of paragraphs, the really interesting things that you should know. It's not, it's, they have to Mm. do something because there's, they didn't have any lines. So I I think that would have been interesting for us Mm. as a, as a cast to have had an episode where 
there was no dialogue that would have, you know, that something, something yeah. happened to where we couldn't speak or, you know, I, I don't know, whatever it was. I just remember a silent episode. And so, yeah, that's uh, in our rating system. I would say Voyager needed a silent episode to um, make up for the over-explaining episode, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, all right, there you have it. There's our, there's our recap rewatch of season two Star Trek Voyager innocence innocence yeah in a, or, or in no, no, how do we say it again in no sense. In no sense. <laughs> yes apology to any french speaking right, people i don't know yeah, what the exactly. hell i'm doing i'm making sounds that sound french <laughs> to me pardonnez-moi omelette du we fromage trying to, trying to be funny yeah, oh very was, good omelette that's a, du that was fromage. a steve martin joke oh. from yeah, cheese, cheese omelette omelet. oh okay yeah. Yeah. Cheese omelet. Okay. Join us next week, guys, as we review the episode, The yes. Thaw. And for everyone who happens to, to be one of our lovely Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. <laughs>